It's about loving yourself. It's about choosing yourself. And that's what's going to help you make the right decisions for your business, for your family. And without that, you are going to always be making decisions based off of money. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Emily Reagan, a fellow freelancer, mom of four, former military spouse, recently retired, and I have this podcast here to help you learn the ins and outs of working online in your own business with a self-employed life where you're the boss and you're in control. Sounds too good to be true, but trust me, I have done a zillion jobs under the sun. I've had my own Etsy shop. I pretty much sewed for a dollar an hour. I've done the whole MLM thing, skincare, makeup. I was never going to make money because I can't recruit people downline and not really that good at sales or makeup. (laughs) I do care about skincare. I've also tried random jobs. I've been so industrious over the years moving as a military spouse, but finally my skill set is paying off in this online space, and I love to shout it from the rooftops and tell women because there are so many opportunities right now. If you're listening to this and you're already working, you have hard skills, you know about online business, digital marketing, maybe you have some good admin skills, come apply for my digital marketing work group. This is a membership where we have advanced trainings, we have a community, we support each other, we help with pricing, we help with tech drama, client drama, but more importantly, we share job leads. We have shared over 1,300 job leads with my teeny tiny little community. So if you are having trouble getting started and filling up your client roster and you need people who get it because running a business, especially a freelancer business, is really lonely, come join the work group. The application is here in the show notes. Right now, it's only $47 a month, and I cannot promise you that it's not going to go up soon. I have some big goals here, and I also want serious people there who are serious about their business, and we're just having so much fun. We also have virtual happy hours and mixers so we can get to know each other because you would be surprised how much of this world comes from who you know and who knows you and who can refer you. So if you are involved in a Facebook group or some other kind of community, Get involved, get your name out there, let people know what you're doing, Marketing 101, talk about yourself and meet people. That's how you'll be successful. Today's episode was a Facebook Live we just recently did with Ashley Chanel, a Facebook ads and a marketing funnel genius. She has such a powerful story that she's sharing today about how she got to that place where she was ready to work for herself. And the whole time she was talking, I was just going through all of these work experiences I had back when I was in the office. And I'm not saying working with clients is any easier. Ashley's very raw and real about how she got to this place where she can boldly say who she works with and who she doesn't. It takes time to get there. There is nothing like not being stuck in a cubicle. You can take the day off. You can sit in the sun. You can go kayaking. You can go to the jump zone with your kids like I will be doing in about two hours. You have freedom. And Ashley's story is so powerful, but it makes me so sad that she was in this corporate environment that was not helping her blossom. And I've had other students do this. They've transitioned from the corporate space to working for themselves and they're happy. It doesn't happen overnight. I think the hardest position is what she was talking about when you're straddling, like needing the money. 
and how to avoid just taking clients out of desperation, this podcast is so good. I don't think there's one thing I could edit out of it. And then she's going to tell you about the best places to learn ads, where to start with, and advice that is solid gold. I made this mistake just last month with my clients with their funnels, and she's going to give you some good insight to that. So check out all of her links in the show notes. Sign up for her quiz. Check out her course. Find her on Instagram. Definitely look at her funnels and enjoy. She's going to bring up the number one funnel you need to do as a freelancer. So I hope I see you building this and getting the experience and raking in the clients so you can live a life in the sunshine. Let's jump in. Welcome to our show today. I'm so excited to have Ashley Chanel here to talk about Facebook ads, her story, getting started out, maybe some tips for you transitioning into an ads manager role. Ashley, say hello. Tell everyone where you're from and a little bit about you. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. And Emily, I freaking love you. You're so fun. Okay, so I... I actually just moved to Louisville, Kentucky. So that's new, that's different, but I'm in a really cute place. So I'm very happy about that. And I own a digital marketing agency. I think women are like the most amazing beings on this planet. And somewhere in history, they just wanted us to forget that. And a lot of us did. And I think one of, well, not I think, one of the things that I am here for is to put more money in the pockets of more women through marketing and allow them to have options because. Sometimes we do things and we stick with things and deal with things because we don't feel like we have an option or another way out, whether it be a relationship, a situation, a job, a whatever. And I'm not here for that because women are amazing and we deserve everything that we want. And we deserve to be able to do what we want, when we want, how we want, which is also part of I serve the bougie bunch, those who want to be able to do that. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that so much. I am so adamant about every female having her own thing, having her independent source of income, having her plan B together. If anything should happen that she can provide for herself and her kids. And so like, if it's so nicely with the digital marketing skills, I teach people at the entry level. And I like couldn't agree more based on like everything I've been through life being paid less because I'm a military spouse, just because I move a lot. And I am so happy we both found and created our own businesses to give us that. So like, yes, you're getting like a fist bump from me. (laughs) Yes. I mean, because also just the fact that we were able to, or I mean, I was able to pick up and move to Kentucky like there's nothing really here for me. I mean, you know, I moved with my husband and we've just been able to, you know, transition and being able to do that because my, you know, business isn't tied to a place. <laughs> so, yes. Oh my gosh. I feel that as a military spouse, we've moved 19 times. Oh wait, 12 times in 19 years. Wow. And I can't, I can't be tied down. Like I need to have that freedom. And then now I'm looking at like summer, I was just telling you, I'm like, I want to be free during the summer, like to have fun with my kids. So remind me where you moved from Houston, Texas. Okay. That's right. That's right. I don't know if I told you my sister went to rice. My brother went to Texas state. My parents are in Austin. Oh my goodness! I always thought I would go to UT, but like, that's a whole long story. So, um, yeah, but I'm trying to get everyone in Texas to move here and be near me and Richmond, but this is not happening, so, but good for you. I have a teammate in Louisville area too. So oh, she really? to like it. Yeah. I would have to interview oh, you. Yes. Please introduce us. I have no yeah. friends here. So I've got a cute <laughs> hole outside. So somebody can come lay out with me. It's 
it's rough being new and I feel like you'll be able to plug in quickly, but I think the pandemic didn't help either. So luckily yeah. like you're kind of out of that a little bit ish. I can't wait to meet her. Yeah. So what is, what were you doing before you started your own agency? Oh my goodness. Okay. So what was I doing? I was working in corporate. I worked for a fortune nine company. I also worked for, um, so little caveat, I am a high achiever. Okay. Very ambitious, motivated, like wanting to do all the things and do them well. Right. So I got my undergrad, I had a double major, double minor, double major in entrepreneurship and marketing, double minor in sales and global business. And I got my MBA in Italy, in Rome, Italy, and lived there and learned some of the language. And I got my IMBA in global marketing and global finance. Those were my concentrations. And I ended up working for a Fortune 9 company. It was in tech. It was cool in the sense like the benefits were great everything like it's just so interesting when you like leave your job and are reminded that you need benefits okay but anyway so I was um, a marketing manager and I worked high level like we were you know on the team that, that with my marketing not skills but my marketing strategies were able to get one quarter we made 33 million dollars in one quarter you know like it was it was major like the stuff that we were doing I was working with like Rainbow Bank, you know, the Chinese, the Singapore Stock Exchange, you know, there's a lot of different really cool things that I was doing. But the problem was I saw two people have heart attacks and one person die, not in my face, but I was like, oh, you will not get my best years from me. And I was like, I don't want you to be able to take my health and they were laying people off every week, right? And I like my job was cool. My bosses actually were great. I had my own office. Like it wasn't an awful place to be in that sense. And I had a lot of autonomy, but I wasn't happy because they're like, so in Houston, Texas, if no one knows, it gets hot. Like heat index 115, 119 degrees. It's crazy. And it's humid. So it's humid, not, humid, like, humid. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. And like, you know, I like to be cute. And like outside of that, I kind of look a puff ball and dripping sweat. So cute. So the, the nice days that we got were few and far between. And I was inside of gray walls. And on those nice days, I couldn't go outside. I couldn't leave. I couldn't do what I want. And it, like, there was a visceral reaction inside of me. And it was like, it upset me so bad. And I was like, with all of the layoffs, like every week, literally every week, multiple people were getting laid off. I wasn't, I wasn't on the layoff list. My boss wasn't, but my boss left. And I told her, okay, go ahead, put me on the list. It took a few months for me to leave, but I just wanted to be able to do what I wanted, when I wanted, how I wanted, without someone telling me what I could and couldn't do and being able to lay me off at a whim just because they felt like it. And I hated that. Like, I just thought it was messed up. And then people, two people having heart attacks because they were so stressed out at work, companies merging. It was just too much. I was like, and everybody looked miserable. I remember I was at the grocery store one day and I was like, like for about a month, I, I made it a point to look at people. Everybody looks so miserable, like at work, at the store. And I was like, I don't want my life to look like that. Yeah, I really don't. And it was something that just lit a fire. And I was like, I can't, I can't be here. I can't do this. And I can't always be stressed out whether I'm going to have a job or not. And I did well. My performance reviews were great. I always got the most bonuses on my team. My boss wasn't supposed to tell me that, but she did. And the bonuses were small. I was like, 4%. That's taxes. What am I going to do with 4%? And that was the most anybody on our 10-person team got. So I like the ability to be able to give myself a raise. If I just want to go find some more clients, it's like, okay, let me go do that. So I can 
you know, do yeah. what I want to do. Oh my gosh. I think that baseline of that, you know, I'm working my butt off for this client and I don't really know if I'm going to have a job next month is way too much stress for anyone. Even if you're doing your job, you just never know. Even you know, if you're, you're doing husband, well. even if you yeah. like your job, you know, or a spouse or it, I feel like it just doesn't matter. And I feel like one of the things, my mom was in HR all my life and I learned that it's most people aren't good managers, people managers, right? They're good at their job. They got promoted and they don't know how to manage people. And because of that, our interactions at work follow us everywhere else, right? And like, they kind of either put the doom and gloom over our heads or because if it's a fun and great place to work, then we're really happy. And then I remember when I was even contracting after I quit my job, cause I thought, I'm smart. I can do this outside. And I am obviously I can do it outside, but I thought it was going to happen. Like I thought I was going to be making six figures, like six months after I left, it was no big deal. I had $60,000 saved. No big deal. First of all, no, (laughs) that money was going quick. I wasn't making six figures within a year, within two years even. And it was like really hard. And so I was contracting also. And so I ended up taking a contracting position where I I have to go back into work, something I never wanted to do again. And also gave me a visceral reaction to have to go back to work. Oh my gosh. It was a nightmare. And the woman who was a year older than me, the worst person I think I've ever met in my life. And I'm not, <laughs> being, I'm not being dramatic. I don't think there's any reason. Like I was crying every day. Um, um, when I got to work, I would cry maybe sometimes at lunch. I was miserable. I gained weight. I didn't look like this. I definitely had my hair in a bun looking crazy, like looking like I did not care because I didn't. Yeah. Uh, And it was a contract position of all things. Like it was something that was supposed to just give me extra money and, you know, chill me out. But I was working 40 hours a week. I was like, I'm not like, that's another thing. I did not want to quit my job to work 40 hours a week anyway in my business. Like I really would love to get to the point where I work like 10 hours or less and everything works well. But I was just like, she was the worst and I was crying. And I was like, number one, I said, I'm never going to be the type of leader who makes somebody feel as bad as I feel right now. Like if I think about it too long, I could probably start crying again because I just felt so awful. And then I was like, I don't even, I was even making more money in corporate than I was at that position. People were like, well, she's jealous of you. People who were at the job. And I was like, it is a contract position. I couldn't take your job if I wanted it. And I don't, I don't, I didn't want her job. And so it was just, I felt so bad. And I was just like, that really put a fire underneath me to say, okay, we really have to figure out this business stuff because you can't go on like this. Your friends and family can't listen to you go on like this. And yeah. Yeah. it was awful. Did you take that job? Like, cause you needed the money. Is that why you kind of like yeah. and settled a little bit? I'm going to say that word. <laughs> oh, please say it. Cause I did settle and I thought it was going to be cool. Cause it was at the Houston Chronicle and I'm sure they aren't there anymore, but it was just like, it was so bad. And I felt like I, and that's another reason why options are so important to me because Oh, I like that. I felt like I didn't have options. I felt like I had to stay because I needed the money. And I was like, I never want to feel like I'm so desperate. And that's another thing. I don't ever want to make decisions from desperation. I always want to make decisions from a position of strength. And I want that for everyone that I come in contact with. 
because it was so awful. And like, the thing is, I was still, I was actually living at home with my mom. And so it's not like I had like thousands of dollars of bills to pay, but I still obviously was helping out. I wanted to, you know, cause you know, I didn't want to be a moocher, but it's just like, <laughs> and like saving money, investing, reinvesting money in my business. Take, I was still taking on clients too, by the way. So it was just, it was hard. I didn't feel like I had options. I was so sad. I was so sad. Oh my gosh. And like, I would call my, some of my friends and I was like, I really need you to pray for me. They would pray for me over the phone. It was atrocious. I was, I felt like I was too young. I had too much to give life to sit in that situation. And I didn't have to stay there, but I felt like I did. Nobody made me stay there. And I, I like, I just felt like, well, no, you stick it, you stick with it. Like I was, I've never been fired at that point. I've never quit jobs. You know what I mean? It's just like, you stick with it and no F that. Oh my God. I have a friend going through the same thing right now. And she's so talented. She's a lot younger. I found myself in that situation. I think anyone listening to this has had a situation with a bad boss who like tore us down. And some of us, we crumble and some of us, we learn, we get better and we fight back. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking with, uh, her name's Mariah right now. And I mean, she's struggling and I just want her to see like her worth and her talent. And okay. I might have an update on that soon, but it sucks because she feels like she has to stick it out. But mm-hmm. what made you get out of it? Like what happened? Oh, okay. So my birth, I love birthdays. I love everyone's birthday. And I absolutely love my birthday. My mom always made my birthday special. I was supposed to go to lunch with my mom, but they wouldn't let me leave. Oh no. (laughs) Um, I could probably start crying right now. I clearly, maybe I need to go to therapy for this. Oh my goodness. I was so sad and it was just lunch, but I, like, I couldn't leave. And, but I should have, I should have just left because at the end of the day, like, what's the worst that could have happened? Like, they would have told me that they didn't renew my contract. And then, so how I got out was I called the staffing agency and I told them, I was like, y'all have to get me out. They were like, well, it's a conflict of interest. So we can't actually get you out or move you somewhere else. You'll have to quit. And I was like, well, if I quit, I don't think I'm going to get unemployment. So I didn't because again, freaking money. Oh my gosh. It's so irritating to feel like that your life is surrounded by this. Oh my goodness. It sucked. And so eventually God was like, probably like this girl is not going to leave. She's like going to stick with it. Cause she feels like for some reason she has to stay here. Yeah. So she was like, we're not going to renew your contract. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, great. I was like, and can you tell me why? And she was like, well, you just don't seem like a great fit. And let me tell you what I was doing, by the way. I was designing PowerPoints. I was doing design work. And then I took on other you know, things that I was getting kind of bored. But I was like, I'm designing PowerPoints. And you hired an MBA to design PowerPoints for you. Like, and she, she said something about, you seem like, at one point, this was before she told me they weren't renewing my contract, but she said, you know, you seem like a leader in other areas of your life. I'd love for you to be a leader here. Oh my, I w- I wanted to smack her. I was like, I am in a contract position. This is barely skilled work. And I was like, I'm offering marketing advice to your salespeople. And I started working with the VP of sales with his salespeople because I was bored. And I think she didn't also like 
that I was motivated and ambitious. So she was fine with me working with him and they didn't like him either, but I thought he was a great person. He ended up leaving too, not too long either before or after I left, but yeah, they did not renew my contract and it was the best thing I think that ever happened to me. And now I know that because like it felt like a duty thing. Like you don't quit jobs, you know, there's nothing right. wrong with jobs. Like you just stick with it. No, yeah. don't stick with it. If these people, like, I felt like I was in an abusive relationship and mind you, I would have never let a man treat me like that. Never, ever. And from high, and I'm talking from high school on, like I had self-love, self-worth, self-awareness instilled in me. But the fact that I was, sitting in an abusive relationship at a job that I did not care about like that because I had a vast vision and grand goals that could not be done on $10,000 a month. I knew that that was just a stopping point. Like a, it was a stop gap as some people call them. That was just a pass through for me. I knew I was not going to stay there. And I think when sometimes when people can see your greatness, it intimidates them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it makes them want to cap your greatness. It w- makes them want to go like this. Just keep you here. You can't stay there, even if you tried, because you're scared. There's no way that you could stay there because just what's inside of you won't let you stay. And God was like, we got to go. And when I left, I got something better. It was another contract position, but it was great. But it also helped me because then my mom had a stroke. So I had to become her caretaker 2019. And it was a lot, but because of funnels (laughs) and, oh, by the way, I am Facebook ads, funnels. I am, you know, your marketing genius, what I call myself, but because of funnels, we were able to stay afloat. Life was hard, but, and because my mom is super bougie, she had like eight to $10,000 worth of bills that I had to take on. And because of funnels, I did cut those down because I was like, no, mm -mm, mm -mm." (laughs) but I had, we had to pay for her eye surgeries because she had ended up having cataracts and she couldn't see, but then we had been in the house for so long. She was able to maneuver the house because she knew where everything was. And it was just like, because of funnels, I was able to bring in clients that I didn't go searching for, that I didn't have to necessarily talk to, that I didn't have to qualify because my forms qualified them, because my funnels qualified them. And then once I got on the phone, they were already ready to start. I didn't have to do any convincing. And that's one thing I don't do. I don't do convincing or coercing to work with me to help you change your life. If that's what you want to do, I'm here for you. But I'm not about to convince you to do that. Obviously, we got to move people through the funnel, et cetera, et cetera. But because of funnels, because of ads, we were able to stay afloat. And it was a really beautiful thing. And then I realized I was depressed while my mom was had a stroke because she is my best friend. She's fine now, by the way, everyone. Okay, I was like, how do I ask this? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 she's okay. She's, definitely, she's definitely great. Okay, but good. because of that, I didn't realize I was depressed. And yeah. because of my funnel, because of ads, because of marketing, and because of that contract position, because she was so nice about it. She understood how family was important. And so like, she let me take off. And by the way, that year was the worst. I told her my car. Um, it wasn't my fault. Somebody slammed into the back of me. Oh no. Um, and there was just a lot of things going on that year, right? But because of that, I was able to heal, meaning I had to go get treatment every four days a week. I don't know what jobs would let you off work to go get treatment four days a week. I was depressed, didn't realize I was depressed till I was coming out of it, but it allowed me to grieve my mom's stroke because life got different and it allowed me to heal. And mm-hmm. That's why funnels are so important to me. Options are so important to me because without my business, 
being set up the way that it was and even just having a, a great you know boss as far as the contract position it wouldn't have allowed me to do the things I needed to do for my mom take her to her surgery treat yeah. her after her surgery oh and then by the way I got COVID 2019 Thanksgiving it took me five weeks to get over COVID I don't know what jobs would let you do that and then even oh my God. I had clients still but because of the way I set my business up I was still able to take off the time and still heal and not work during that time. So it was just amazing. I, I go back and I'm like, what the heck was that year? Yeah. That like and worst. it's interesting. You experience these other very rock bottom moments of what you would not put up with. Like the first one being like the fast paced, like fall and chain, high stress position, right? Just mm-hmm. like overall health. And then to see your mom go through it, it just like, you know, made that very clear. And then the second, like not putting up with shitty people, you know, and like bad, I mean, this is the beauty of our work. We choose our clients. Like they don't treat us well, they're gone. Like there's a zillion other people waiting for our help. So it's interesting that you went through that to prepare you for all of this. And I mean, oh my God, I wrote an email somewhat recently and, or maybe it hasn't published. I can't remember, but I was in a situation in my dream job And we just got orders to move. And of course, like I'm all sad. And then my grandmother goes to hospice and she has like not long to live. It is our biggest week that we have planning all year for this event. Cause I was a a communication instructor. We have this huge six day fundraiser and my grandma's dying. I'm about to quit my job anyway. My pivotal moment was like, I will never be in that position where I physically have to be there. Mm -hmm. And my priorities are like, no. And that was like my, I never went back to work and I love the job. It's not that I didn't, yeah. I had everything good in that position, but yeah. I just like, I think so many people listening can relate because we're trying to balance so much and we're smarter than like the boomer generation, right? We know we <laughs> don't have to stay there for 40 years right. in one job. Like we know yeah. that there's more out there. So, oh my God, thank you for sharing that story. It was definitely a lot. And it just really taught me about what leadership looked like. My mom was VP level in in human resources. And I listened to the calls that she was on and listened to what people were going through. It was was just really interesting because a lot of them were also baby boomers. So that was a generation where you did have to put your head down and stay for the most part. Like entrepreneurship wasn't an easy option. I mean, it's not easy now, but it's easier. Yeah. We have more options and things like that now, but that's what they kind of had to do. And they were able to ascend in the ranks there. I used to want to be the VP of marketing for L'Oreal. Now I just want to work with L'Oreal. I don't want to sit there for 40 years to become a VP. I was like, I don't, because I didn't, the politics thing was, I just didn't feel like that either. But yeah, I mean, we have options. We can, like, things may look bleak now, but things can absolutely change. They can change quickly. And you do just have to have a plan of action. And sometimes that plan is just to quit. But typically, if you can stick with it enough to have some savings and make a plan, I always think that's better. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So tell me about your agency now, like what you offer, what you do for clients. What does it look like? Okay. Yes. I'm Ashley Chanel, your neighborhood friendly online marketing genie is what I say. And my digital marketing agency is called Make Your Mark because I want to make sure that my clients are making their mark where they want to make their mark and making their mark on the world and with their vast visions and grand goals. And what I do is I help grow and scale businesses with marketing strategies, digital marketing strategies, typically, which are ads. So Google ads, Facebook ads, as well as funnels, building funnels, but 
not just funnels. And I know people talk about funnels. Everybody's like funnel, funnel, funnels. <laughs> but I truly believe with the right setup, you can get to where it is that you want to be. Because one of my clients, she's a coach. She has a high ticket offer. We were able to, with $5,000 in Aspen, get her $300,000 in that month. But the thing about that was she had the right assets set up. And I think that the conversation online is like, you just set up your funnel, you'll be fine. No, you won't just be fine because you need the right thing set up. She had the right videos that only spoke about one thing. They were short, they were under three minutes. And I was able to use those to run ads to gather her audience, right? Then she had, and I always tell people, if you're trying to sell something that's like $3,000 or more, even $1,000, a PDF isn't always the best option, especially if you're something $3,000 or more. A PDF is not always going to do it. But if you have a PDF partnered with an additional lead magnet that is more high touch, then that is what's going to get people through your ascension and everything like that. So it's the it's your lead magnet. It's how you present yourself. Right. So with my clients, right, who are done for you, I don't do how to information online for my services because I offer to do it for you, right? I don't need to do how-to information. Well, how to install your pixel? No, they're at a position where them installing their pixel is not an option, right? So I don't need to talk to them about installing their pixel, fixing their conversions. However, I do have a Facebook ads course. That content would be more how-to so that I can reel them in and let them know that I know what I'm talking about. But by the way, I did not post for six months and I barely have posted all year and I still had a six-figure business last year, and I did not post for six months. I did that because I ran ads, but again, you either spend, invest time or money, and I was like not interested in investing any time. So <laughs> I, I ran my ads, but either way, your social media needs to be a content repository where people can go and go through your ascension and just like figure out, okay, this is educational content. This is what it looks like when they maybe upgraded their mindset a little bit content. And this is, okay, I know that this is the option that I want to go with. Now, is this the person I want to go with? That's also content. So it's like making sure that your social media is a content repository for people to get all of the information they need and to be able to make a decision about not only you, but your product and whatever you offer. So that's a little about my... Can you tell me about, I'm interested in the funnel for the service provider because I, I mean, for years, didn't market myself at all. And so now I have this, like, I have like two sides to my business. One where I do client work. I barely talk about myself. Like I've had no problems getting clients over there. So I didn't do that for myself. Mm -hmm. So it's what kind of funnel should a service provider have like this day and age? Okay. So for a service provider, Like the funnels that I love for service providers are case study funnels. So I'm in the process. I will be creating a case study for this client that I just told you about. Because I mean, making $300,000 off of $5,000 is a $6,000 return on that spend. 6,000%. Like, oh, us, oh, us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so I'm going to do a case study on that. But I'm also going to make sure in that case study, I tell people what she had and like the assets she had in place so that I could get, because like, I know we see a lot of case studies that are like, oh, she made, you know, $300,000 with 5,000 with ads. I can do the same thing. Well, no, maybe you can't at this moment. Let's make sure we have all the things in place because I hate the lack of transparency online. Sometimes it's really, and it, it sets people up for failure, I think. So case study funnel, an application funnel. So I have a discovery call, but that's not what I offer. I say, honestly, within my application, 
I actually have four times how much it costs to work with me. Nice. And because I say it's going to cost this much, this is my ads fee. This is how much outside of the ads fee that you need to spend in ads. This is the total. So I, I say it in different ways in four different places. And I say, under no circumstances are you obligated to start with me today. But if this is not something that you can invest in, please leave the space open for someone who is ready or who can. Because I don't get on the phone with people. I don't want to talk to people just to talk to people. And I don't think we should. So yeah. just because they want to talk to you, and that's what our ads should do. That's what our social media content should do. It should get people to get to know us and what we are able to do. And so within your ads, within your social media, however you get your traffic in, that content needs to speak to your credibility. It needs to speak to your story. It needs to speak to even your personality. Because I have ads running that are just me. I feel myself riding around with the top down because that's one of my favorite things on a Wednesday because I take Wednesdays off. And it's just something that I love to do. It just makes me really happy. It fills my soul. I wanted to share that with people. And then I also had another ad of me hyperlapse arranging flowers because I love arranging flowers. And I just, oh. want, yeah, like I wanted people to see that part of me, like not just everything's not about business. And I love working with people who I, I have a high intolerance for intolerance. And I can't work with people who say weird things about other cultures and other races. I can't, I don't have time for that. So I need to make sure that people know that about me so that when they come up in my space, <laughs> yeah, that they, that they see that. But then also, you know, your funnel can also have, like, I have a video on my values, right? Like one of my values is excitement. Another one is respect, right? Another one is integrity and action taking. I work with action takers and I say that a lot. So if my person thinks that they're an action taker, they're going to come in. So yeah, a funnel for, you know, a service-based business, the, to me, the ones that work really well are application, they are case study, but they're also, you know, if you want well, application to the discovery call, right? I do a 30 minute free discovery call. Some people think it's too long, but it's, it's good for me. So I think we should always do what's right for us. Cause sometimes 15 minutes isn't enough. And yeah. an hour to me is entirely too long. Yo, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. I'm going to second your 30 minute. I feel like 30 is enough to get the yes, get to know them, understand if it's a good fit. 15 to me, when I see a 15, like I have some thoughts like that. Maybe if I'm signing up for 15, I might have some thoughts on that. <laughs> like they really, you know, are just going to try to get a yes out of me as fast as possible. You know what I mean? Right. Like kind of go yeah. in thinking that. Right. Yeah, Cause I have, I have yet to see people who are really that great. I mean, there are people, but it's just typically, to get to know someone and to not rush the call, like, I just think 30 minutes is okay. Okay, let's just take a moment here. It's impossible to get referrals without putting yourself out there all the time. It's really difficult to have a community when you're doing the work by yourself. It's also hard to stay up to date when you're just one person and digital marketing trends, platforms, technology, and strategies change all of the time. And it's no fun having to do lead generation for your business when you'd rather be doing billable hours. So I have a solution for you. Come join my digital marketing work group. It's a tight community of freelancers, virtual assistants, digital marketing specialists who are all up-leveling in their skills, getting advanced trainings, applying for my job ops, and becoming digital marketing specialists and managers and strategists. This is an online referral community for both skilled and up-and-coming digital marketing service pros and virtual assistants. 
We've shared over 800 jobs with our community. We'd love to have you too. If you need client work, if you need a squad behind you, if you need help raising your prices, promoting yourself to the next level, this is the place to be. You can apply for the work group with the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you. Back to the show. And so my close rate, like when I started honing my application, and it's just, you know, it's just a form on Dubsado. It's just, you know, it's just a form. It's not like this huge, big deal. But when I honed my application, my close rate for done for you ads, I want to say it went from like maybe like 30% because I was talking to so many freaking people. Oh my goodness. Who weren't <laughs> right. I want to say it's like around 95% because wow. I only get on the phone with people. I cancel calls too, by the way. Yes. Like people are not right and they're not ready. I'd say, hey, this is not the best option. Here are my other options. And we can talk about it in DM, via email, whatever. But I'm not about to sit on the phone with you. I already know this is not a good fit. So no. Yeah, don't waste your time. Okay, I had a question regarding to that. How do you let someone know like what your values are like inside your funnel? Because that's really important. Like I don't want to work with, you know, people who are... (laughs) even know if I really want to say it here, but you know what I mean? I want to be careful with what kind of clients I want to make sure they're aligned and open-minded and on the same like platform as me or same level as me. So as far as letting people know, so we're both drivers, right? Yeah. I definitely think just saying it and like, I'm, I'm also a firm believer in speaking what you want into existence. And I will tell people I work with action takers. And I will tell them, I think that you seem like an action taker to me. I say that, but then also I have a video. And so I would say, put your values in a video, edit the video. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, I also use um, a teleprompter and a teleprompter app because I'm not interested in memorizing anything. It's just too much (laughs) to have to act and memorize. It's like, oh my gosh. Okay. No, those are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I'm over here like, oh, what, what am I trying to say? And not looking at the camera, but I have a video that says like all five of my values. I put little gifs in the video. Also, I have Schitt's Creek gifs. I have the office gifs. I've got like just funny little gifs everywhere. And that's one way. So, and post it regularly. Number two, put it in your application. Number three, put it in your case studies, put it in your social media, do a carousel, literally just post it places, talk about them in your emails. I just, I think that when people know what your values are, they know that they align. Cause one of my first one is excitement. I say, if you are not excited to work with me, this is not a great fit. I also need to be excited to work with you. If both of those things are in place, then we are already halfway there. I, I tell oh them that God. in the beginning of the video. I, I think that video would make any service provider, especially some of the men and women in my world stand out to have that. Like, oh my God, there's so many service providers don't show their face, you know, and they don't. Yeah, they don't. I was definitely like that. I was like, I want my work to speak for itself. And then also because I was black and coming out of corporate, I didn't think, I thought it was like, I needed to hide because I knew that I was educated. I knew that I was good at what I did, but I didn't want me being black to deter people. And so that was like, definitely something that was very hard at the beginning. Now it's definitely better. (laughs) Also I'm great. And I love me and I've always loved me, but I think I just, I needed to step out. And when I realized that people were signing up because they liked me and I was kind of offended when I found that out, I was like, (laughs) 
all this education, all this school that I went through and you just hire me because you like me. That's crazy. But <laughs> it, it was great. And it was actually a, a boost for me to know that I'm what is bringing people in. And I think that's the case with all of us as service providers is that there's something that we align with, right? There's something that when we see someone, we're like, that's my person. And we want everyone who comes in contact to say, that's not my person or that is my person, because we don't want the people who don't think that we're their person who are going to, because I don't like being challenged. Like if you hire me to do a job, you need to trust that I can do it. If you can't trust that I can do it, we don't need to work together because I don't do challenging. I don't do a whole bunch of questions. I need people to leave me the F alone and let me do my job so that I can get you the results that you want to get, right? Especially with ads, especially with ads. Especially, especially with ads, yes. Yeah, I love that so much because you know, you know it's there. And that just speaks a lot to the like trust factor that comes in. And I know from working with lots of clients over the years, like we want to, and me and my own business, I want to work with people I enjoy. Yes. You know, I don't, I, if I'm going to have to spend time with you, I want it to be a good relationship and feel like a fun environment. And yeah, that's part of it. So like, yeah. And I, so I'm not surprised people said that about you and that, that that's such like a rare quality sometimes online. So milk it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, like, I cannot imagine you sad and depressed in a crappy job. Me <laughs> either. I never would have thought. I can't believe I was like, who was that and why? But I think I was just, it was too much of the baby boomer thought yeah. of the, you have to stick with the job. And yeah, because like, I always thought it was weird when I, my friends were quitting jobs and I was like, that is so weird. And I thought it was a character flaw, to be honest. And like, just quit a job that just seems so weird. But I still believe that you don't, like if you give someone your word, yes. But then also these are companies who care about the company. They don't necessarily care about you. So I think you always need to do what's best for you. So if quitting the job is going to, you know, put a smile back on your face, then you need to quit the job. If quitting the job is going to get the weight off your shoulders, if it's going to keep you from being depressed or having that anxiety, then do that. Because also when I was working, you know, mental health, anxiety, depression, and things like that, they weren't widely talked about like they are now. And so because of that, I didn't know what depression looked like. I thought depressed just meant like you just didn't get out of the bed and didn't take a shower, which that can be what it looked like. But I, that's what I thought it was. And I was like, well, that's not me. So I must not be depressed, but obviously mm, I was. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was so good. I have a, a question for you regarding like your funnels. Are you building the funnels? Like how much of that, like scope are you doing? Because with ads, it can be a little funny. Like I've gone in there to help with some ads, like I'll do some ads for clients and it's like a freaking mess. Mm -hmm. So your agency is just building the funnel too, or like, how does that work? It depends on the client. So if I take on a client for ads, they already have a funnel built and it works. Okay. I don't take on like, and that's another thing. It wasn't always like this. I have taken on, I remember two clients. I had a $2,500 chargeback. It was devastating. This was, I think, was it in 2019 or 2020? I can't remember. But 2020 wasn't too long ago. And it was, she was the wrong client. And I, you know what's funny is I knew it when we were on the, the discovery call. And I was like, but I need the money. 
And even in my business, remember, like, I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm like, but even now, regardless of what is going on, I refuse to take clients who are not ready to work with me and who do not have the right mindset. It took some time, obviously, to get here, right? It takes time to be bold like that and to choose yourself. And I think a lot of business is so funny. I just thought about this. It's not even about, I mean, a lot of it is business acumen is very necessary. My goodness. But it's about loving yourself. It's about choosing yourself. And that's what's going to help you make the right decisions for your business, for your family. And without that, you are going to always be making decisions based off of money. And I know we've got money mindset coaches and all this other stuff, but it is just money. Like I know it's important, but it's just money. As long as you're okay, like please don't take on that client because we all know the worse the attitude, but also the lower they pay, the worse the client is. Yeah. Like if they, if they are not paying your current rate or they are not going to move into your next rate, they're just going to be too much work. And she had a bad attitude. I did 40 ads for her and she did a chargeback because she was mad. Cause I was like asking her about zip codes and it was a Texas, but I was like, well, and I asked her, I was like, do you want people in Galveston or do you want people in League City? And she was like, well, not in Galveston. I was like, well, that's why I'm asking what zip codes you want. I'm not asking because I don't know the area. I'm asking because I don't want to spend your money in yeah. places that don't make sense. And your so, business. yeah, exactly. And so it's just like she was a referral from a friend. And sometimes also, by the way, referrals are not always the best because some they're just always not as qualified. She told me, she's like, I actually don't think that she was planning to, because I had a three month contract. Like she signed up for a three month contract. And that's why now I do VIP days, which are kind of like VIP months. I set up their ads and then I'll, I'll monitor them for a month. If I don't think they're ready for, to hire me. Right. But they do have some things in place. So outside of, if I'm done for you ads clients, I will do the ads. I also do build out funnels for my clients as well. So If people need funnels built out, I build them out from start to finish. And that can also include the ads as well. But yeah, it just depends. Oh my God. I could just keep going with this. So (laughs) how many people are on your team doing the work? I would say three and they're not, they're not full time. So I have an ads person and she's really great. She is, she's really, really great at, she's quick because I realized like I took the Colby assessment, K-O-L-B-E. Yes. What were you? Um, okay. Oh my goodness. I don't remember my numbers, but I know that I was quick start and I know that my follow through game sucks. And I always wondered why I wasn't where I needed to be. And it's because I needed a team. Me personally, don't think that just because I said that means that you need a team, which I think we all need help, but in order, like I'm great at quick start, I'm great with ideation and I can start something really quickly. But then my other strength is that I can always make things better. So it's like, I need to quick start, have somebody else finish it, come back, assess it and make it into the excellence that I expect. Right. So that's kind of what I learned about myself. And I would, I would definitely say as a business owner, take all the assessments, learn about yourself. Because when I took the Colby assessment, it took so much weight off my shoulders. It made me feel better about myself because I was like, oh, no wonder I've been struggling here because I need somebody else who's great at the implementation part, right? Like I can do things obviously, but if I need to get it done, I need to have a team. So I've got an ads person and then I've also got a marketing assistant. Okay, cool. Yeah. I did I did the Colby recently and I also did the Clifton. 
the Colby was interesting because it was a team situation and mine was really high innovator. That was when I remembered. And I'm like, I get so bored if I do the same thing over and over. And I was running some clients ads and they're like, yeah, just like, let's just revive the ones that worked in the past. And I'm like, I'm going to sneak this one in because I have to, <laughs> like, I have to, I have to put like my touch on it and like right. test it out and see, and guess which one did the best. Exactly. Be- you know, because- you know, you're the expert. And I think that that's something that also we have to think about is like our clients, they want the result, generally speaking, but they don't know what's best all the time. And especially when it comes to ads, I will take my clients thoughts into perspective always, very, very much always, but I'm always going to do what's best. And that might not be what they what they said. But at the end of the day, if I know that the goal is being reached, that's all that's going to matter. And like, that's why the trust is important. Your, your clients need to trust you. Gosh, so important. So what advice do you have for somebody like a virtual assistant or digital marketing assistant in my world who's interested in ads? Like what should they do to learn it, get started, get that first client? That's a really hard move to do. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot at stake with someone else's money and, there's a lot that can go wrong if you get the client who doesn't have the validated offer, right? So yes. what, what's your best advice? Well, first take a course. I have one, <laughs> um, but I would say when it comes to getting the client, never make guarantees. I don't guarantee anything. I just work really hard to make sure I get the results. Never guarantee unless you're going to give a refund. That is what I would say. Um, but I don't do refunds because I know that I'm good at what I do. And so when you're learning, I would say price it at the point that makes sense. Do like you're doing the work, right? So price it, but also be honest with them and say, I'm new to ads and I would love to like, you know, run some ads for you at this price point. Would you let me do that? Do not ever use your own credit card or debit card to run, to have the money come out for the ads. Meaning like, cause they, cause in Facebook ads manager, you have to put a card in so that they'll take the money out. Don't use yours. It always needs to be theirs. Okay. Always. It's about marketing. You know, Emily teaches marketing, right? So you really just have to pay attention to the marketing you have. to, And also don't take somebody who doesn't have a validated offer. It's going to make your life difficult. Never do that. Don't do it to yourself. As an expert, tell them what you think that they need to do beforehand. And if that's something you can do, say, Hey, I can help you do this, but never do that. And then also maybe they're not ready for sales ads. Maybe they need lead generation ads, or maybe they just need audience gathering ads, which I call like those are the people that we gather audiences with video views, engagement, you know, traffic, things like that, then retarget them later. But ads are amazing. Like you can use them in any place in your funnel, but I would just say, don't promise things when it comes to ads, because we're all like, when I tell you, those of us who are uh, my colleagues, like I'm not, I'm not running millions, million dollar ads right now, but my colleagues who are, they are always testing. So you need to let your client know, you need to make sure that their mindset is in place. And so, by the way, I have what I need before the call video. And I also have a ROI versus ROAS video. And I tell my clients, I do not guarantee ROI. This is why. I tell them that in a video so that their mindset is right. Like, no, I'm not about to guarantee this. This doesn't make any sense. So yeah. yeah. So make sure that you let them know that because return on investment is like all of your marketing budget and like all everything that you're like your graphic designer is part of ROI. 
your graphic designer is not part of ROAS, your return on ad spend, right? So that, those are the things that you do need to know. Those are the things that you need to understand. But I would just say, just start, try to run your own, you know, like just start, start with your own and like run a couple of video views that see which ones are doing well, place them in different places, do automatic placements for one and then do stories for others. Cause sometimes I was noticing that stories weren't doing that well for mm -hmm. this particular client or even for myself. I noticed and people say, well, is video better or are images better? It depends on which one's making the most money because I was running my ads for my course and my video ads were bringing me clients because they didn't want to run ads. They were bringing me clients. They weren't bringing me students, but my static image was getting me paid with my course. So I was running the ad. I changed it to, instead of running my video and my image for my course, I started taking my video out of the conversion ad and I put it as a video views ad to reach a lot more people for less money and then ran my static ad as a retargeting so that it cut down costs as well. So I would just say, just test. That's all marketing is and that's all ads are. You have to test and then you can make educated decisions from there. Oh my God, that's so good. I always love hearing like what's working. And I remember Jasmine Starr up on stage at a conference saying how much she tested stuff and like the one with her being like silly did the best. Yeah. With some stupid filter. And I mean, I don't know what like that campaign goal was, but you just don't know. And so you have to try it all. So thank you for that. And I, you nailed it on the guarantee. I think that's the hardest thing is that clients, especially those desperate baby business owners, they mm -hmm. think you just put money in and get money out and it doesn't yeah. work like that. Tell us about your course. Oh, it's called Absolutely Ads. And it is a course. It is definitely beginner friendly, but I also have advanced strategies for those who, who are ready to move forward with the advanced things. But I also have a section in there. I just created it. It's called follower, the follower faucet. And it's being able to increase your followers with ads, with video ads. And I added it to absolutely ads. So I just added that in there and I'm really excited about that. But my client, my, my students are doing really well. Um, I, Angela, one of them, she, she's running her, her new ads again. And she got, I think within the first day or the first couple of days, within three days, she got at least, no, it was, it was, it was, she ran it for 24 hours and she got 30 people to sign up for her. Um, not, it was, it is a lead, lead magnet, but it was her challenge, her, her three days, like her three day live series. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. So by the end of it, I think she has, she hasn't updated me. The last time I talked to her, it was, it was 77 people within that week. And I was like, well, that's awesome. And she was only spending, I want to say $5 a day. So I thought that was really awesome to get that. And then, um, and then after her first one, she got, I think she got 66 people in and she made $6,000 from after, like, after she sold it, like sold her um, program from her challenge. And I was just like, this is just really cool to see. Um, another one of my clients, she started getting, or student, she got daily sales um, for her children's book. And then she ended up getting the great grant from Beyonce, which I thought was really cool because she was now more visible. Right. And so I just thought that was really awesome. Um, but it's a really cool course. I, I love it. I put everything into it because one of the things is I do not think that people should have to pay $2,500 to learn Facebook ads for their business. I really don't believe that. Um, 
learning how to market your business is hard enough. Running a business is hard enough. And I also, my bread and butter doesn't come from my course. And I am confident and okay with charging a lower price. It's under $200. No way. <laughs> yeah, oh it is. It should be more than that. And I may, may raise the price later. I probably will, but not anytime soon. And I just thought it was something that I could do for the people who I couldn't help as far as doing their ads for them or them even coming into my coaching program. Like it just mattered to me. And then one girl just, um, cause I posted about it last week and she told me that she actually started running ads for people from based off my course. So I was like, okay, awesome. This is a cool thing. Cause now if you want to run ads for other people, it definitely helps you with the basics and then it'll help you move forward after that. But yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Especially cause I know there's some courses that are $6,000 and yes, that's they are. not feasible. And I mean, the business owner needs to learn and understand it in the long term. They're probably going to pass it off. Right. If they're like, exactly. if they grow. so it's good that they get that education, but I love that. So inside my course, my unicorn digital marketing assistant course, I go over pixels Mm-hmm. And I like prep my people. I'm like, you get your landing page and you like think about that pixel. Yeah. You're not doing ads yet, but like you like are going to stand out as a unicorn when you know that. So I Emily, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Cause yeah. I tell people when I, I go speak in other people's programs and I'm like, I don't care if you think you're not going to run ads ever go put a pixel on your freaking website. And and Google Analytics, by the way. But yeah, thank you. Yes, you so much work just being like, you need Google Analytics. Let me do that for you. So yeah. Oh my gosh, this has been such a fun conversation. We're going to post a link to your Absolutely Ads course here in the show notes of this podcast. I also shared uh, Ashley's quiz. You have a whole quiz funnel. So go check that out. Tell us about the quiz. Okay, so it was my first quiz. And I love that quiz because... One reason I love quiz funnels, but oh, also I will say quiz funnels are great for service-based entrepreneurs because you can create results that take them to where they should start with you. So I think that's awesome because I have another quiz because I know a lot of my audience wants passive income. So I let them know, are they ready? Almost ready, not ready. And so I'll send them to different offers. One of them will be sent to a, you know, a paid call with me. The other one will be a webinar. And then the other one I think might be some other course that I have. So I'll have to think about that. So that's why I think quiz funnels are great for service providers because we can direct them to other lead magnets also. You know what I mean? And then it gets them in and you talk to them via email but um, or text message. Start getting a text message list going. And I, I'm talking to myself also. Yeah. Oh, I'm not doing it. I played around with Superphone a launch a year or two ago. And I do like one of my claims is really good with that, but I'm, I'm like terrible. What do you have a favorite t- SMS platform that you use? No, I use FG funnel. So they do SMS, but oh, they do? I, I don't even have my SMS funnel stuff set up anyway, but I'm just yeah. passing on the information because I know how uh, beneficial it can be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With my quiz that we're talking about now, um, it's called what lead magnet and funnel combo do you need to blow past six figures? So that's what the quiz is. And I love that quiz. It's fun. And then also because I do have an offer at the bottom of it, which I think quizzes are great for also having offers. When I run ads to my quiz, it offsets my ad costs. So yeah, they're great. What price is your offer on your quiz? It's $67. Perfect. I have different offers at the bottom of mine, different courses. You know, Linda Sudu, who I work with sometimes, like I always want to put someone's offer on the page. Like I'm thinking like you, like I want to offset the cost, like seed it early, 
Yeah. You know, even if they're not going to buy it and like be able to circle back, but I know she always like tries to steer away from that. So yeah. on my quiz, I put all so, my offers. Cause she's so people oriented. Like I know she says she's an influencer, but I feel like she's a little, has a little S in there somewhere too. Cause she's so people oriented and I'm like, make a decision. Let's, let's move forward. Like you need help. Let's go. I can help you, but you know, that's yeah. how most people work. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought up the quiz idea for service providers. And I love that it gets them at the stage they're at and then qualifies them like vets them. Yes. So yes. And I love them because especially like I use interact for my quizzes, try interact. And I think that whenever you're like, they allow you to tag people right? Based on the question, what they answer, right? So like I have in my tags, like ready for passive, but I also have, they don't know where to start or they don't have their email set up or things like that. Or, and I also haven't tagged how much their offer is. And so it's just like really cool. So now I can start sending emails based on people who have a $5,000 or more offer because the funnel is going to be different than somebody who has a 27 to 47 or a hundred dollar or less offer. So it's really like things just need to be relevant. Right. And like, that's how it's going to, that's how you're going to get clients. That's how you're going to move them through. And then also knowing who your client is. Sorry, I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but just last thing she, (laughs) she bought my course and she was like, Ashley, I'm not going to do this because she like, she just, wasn't in a place to do it because she was just doing too much. She had a team. And so I was like, okay, here. And also you guys, customer experience is so important. Like keep that in mind. So what I did was I was like, so if you want to have a call, we can do a strategy call. I will take off what you paid for my course from the strategy call price. So I did that. And then I gave her the strategy. She was like, actually, I'm not going to do the strategy. So then she hired, finally hired me to do her funnel, but it cost her an additional two to $4,000 more because she paid somebody else to do it and they didn't do it right. And then she also paid me the money. I didn't offset all of that money because the right. my, my strategy calls, I think at that time were like $1,200 or something like that. So I didn't offset all of that, but I did give her another percentage off of that. So, yeah, I mean, she's a great client, you know what I mean? So it's just like customer experience is important and just being able to, to realize what kind of people you have in your atmosphere. And she was just somebody, she was like, this isn't, I'm not going to do this course. So for people yeah. who like that, I needed to talk, talk about something different in my email. So, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. That's such a good lesson too, about how it actually paid off for you more <laughs> to be agreeable and understanding and, you yeah. know, like put that client first. Okay. This has been such a treat. Everyone go connect with Ashley. You're, are you on Facebook much or is it Instagram? I would say Instagram. Okay. Yes. But you can also friend, friend request me. It's fine on, on Facebook too. Please connect with her. Tell her how like encouraged, inspired you feel by this conversation. Go check mm-hmm. out our quiz and check out our funnel. <laughs> like, look at it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dissect it. It's quite all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hoped you loved this episode. I absolutely did. I loved the raw, honest conversation about being torn down at work and not happy and the mental health that comes with that. You are worth it. You can have a job where you are satisfied, where you're operating at your best, where you're finding your passion. You are appreciated and valued and paid well. And that is your sweet spot. It's the center of the Venn diagram that the Japanese call the Ikigai where you find your purpose to life and you get paid. So I encourage you to do that for you. And it's going to be unique for each one of us. All of us has a different skill set, different hobbies, different passions, different talents, and you will figure it out by jumping in 
saying yes to the work and being very self-aware like Ashley was. All right, next week on the podcast, we have a really fun episode coming up regarding TikTok and helping your clients with TikTok. So I'll see you in the next episode. And if you love this, please, please hit subscribe. Tag Ashley and I on a social media challenge and let us know. We love your feedback and it keeps us going. It keeps us motivated and we love to hear from you. So thank you. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. And I was, I actually had to, was going to warn, never mind, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let me not, but anyway. Hang on one second. That's my five-year-old.